0: You are tuned in to Kids in the Pit! Hey guys, it's Gabe from the Kids in the Pit podcast. Today I'm joined by Brandon Mullins from the band Across Five Aprils and Embraced. Thanks Brandon for joining me today. Mind if I ask you some questions about your bands?
1: Gabe, I'm stoked to be here. Fire away.
0: Okay. So what are you doing across Five Aprils and Embraced?
1: I was lucky enough to be the front man for both of those bands. So um I, I sing and do screaming vocals in both Embraced and Across Five Aprils. And uh on the record that Embraced put out, I also played Xylophone. So, you know, I have a little bit of talent with that as well.
0: Okay then. So how long have both of your bands been bands and are both of your bands still active?
1: Yeah, that's a good question, man. So um, Embraced was my first band ever and we really started doing things around the year 2000 and uh, we were mostly active from 2000 to 2004. Um, and although I don't think any of those guys would still say that we're still active, we actually do have a reunion show coming up. We got asked to uh, to headline the t- uh, Panhandle Take Sorry, Panhandle Throwback Fest that's happening in June. So we will be playing a show then. Um, it's in June 24th in Panama City, but we're not, we're not active anymore. We put out a record a long time ago on Theory 8 Records, and uh, we've been on hiatus. With one exception, we had a reunion show in 2011, but this will be the first time we've been together in like 13 years. Uh, Across South Aprils, on the other hand, is is still technically active now. We took a hiatus for a while, but that band started around 2001. And uh, although we took a break until about uh, right after we got off tour in 2008, we took a little break. We're technically still active now, doing about four or five shows a year, but it's mostly like weekend warrior stuff. We played Furnace Fest when they brought it back in 2001. And since then, we kind of got bit by the bug and we're trying to do like four or five shows a year. And we've got another show coming up uh, this June as well.
0: Cool. Um, by Panama City, you mean Panama City, Panama or Florida?
1: Great question. Panama City, Florida, the panhandle of Florida. Okay. That's, uh, that's home for me. I'm a military brat, so I moved around a bunch of different places, but we kind of landed in Panama City, so that's home for me. I call Panama City home.
0: Cool. So where did Across 5 April start, and do you all still live there?
1: Yeah, so the band claims Chattanooga, Tennessee, although we're kind of spread out all over the place. Uh, the majority of them still live up in that area. Some of them are in like Dalton, Georgia, which is really close to Chattanooga, and another one's in a little town called Ringgold, which is also really close to Chattanooga. But myself and Jason um, live down here in the Tampa area. I'm in I'm in Clearwater, and he's over in Tampa proper.
0: Cool. So how did you guys come up with the name Across Five Aprils? It's a cool name.
1: Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so the, the name came from a book, actually. It was written, it's a like a sixth or seventh grade novel that was written by somebody named Irene Hunt. And um, I think they just thought the name was cool. But back when they formed the name and we came up with that idea, you, the literary thing was kind of popular, like bands like Poison the Well and As L.A. Dying had also been doing things like that. So we stole the name from uh, a popular book about the Civil War. So that's where the name Across Five Aprils comes from. The Civil War lasted five years and Five Aprils, that's where it came from.
0: Oh, okay. So for those not familiar with Across Five Aprils, what song should they look up? Uh, And do you have a favorite Across Five Aprils song?
1: That is a great question. Uh, Yeah, I can answer that one. So I I would say if you're unfamiliar with either one of our bands, uh, Across Five Aprils or Embraced, I would... I would invite you to come to a show. I feel like we're a fun live band. That's kind of where we get our energy from. So um, before you come to the show, if you wanted to check out a couple of songs, I think that um, I think a lot of people would say that we have a a song called Blue-Eyed Suicide off of a record called A Tragedy in Progress that tends to be pretty popular when we play it live. And it's a fun sing-along song that kids like walk on heads to and stuff like that. Um, My favorite song to play live with Across Five Aprils is a song called Snape Kills Dumbledore. It, uh, it's off of a record we put out on Victory Records called Life Underwater. It's just got some fun sing-along stuff, and it's got some fun breakdowns in it. Um, a, a fun live song to play. So those are those are my two favorites.
0: Cool. I'll make sure to check them out. So Please do. I hear you, Yeah. I hear you work with kids my age. What do you do?
1: I do, Gabe. I teach fourth and fifth grade science at a little school down here in the, uh, the Clearwater area. Uh, they were almost going to be here today, but there's a variety show that they had to go to. So my feelings aren't hurt. They chose that over me. But yeah, I, I teach sports and fifth grade science. So that's like nine, 10, 11 year olds. And I got to tell you, I feel like that upper elementary is like the best kid because jokes are still kind of funny. They haven't gotten totally jaded on life yet. I really enjoy what I do.
0: Yep. So what was the first punk, hardcore or metal show you attended and how old were you?
1: I love that question, oh, man. That I, I get to go back down memory memory lane a little bit. Okay, so uh, you're not asking what my first concert ever was. <laughs> my first ever concert was a band called Hootie and the Blowfish. Your mom might know who they are, but uh, they had some some hits from back in the early '90s that were the jam. Uh, but that's not what you're asking. You're asking about my first like underground kind of music. I got hooked on the like uh, alternative punk rock hardcore scene through a band called MXPX. They were like oh, yeah. the band that really like, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, know. I love MXPX, man. They lit my fire. Um, I got Life in General for a Christmas present one year. And I remember being at my aunt's house listening to it like so loud and nobody got it and they were all rolling their eyes. But I just loved it. I thought it was so fun and angsty and I loved it. And um, that kind of wet my beak for kind of like underground music a little bit. Uh, I still love MXPX. Now, one of my favorite bands, they always come up on my Spotify, you know, whatever at the end of the year. But uh, my favorite the first metal band that I ever got into was early Zeo. Zeo was the first metal band that I listened to. Um I liked the first record they put out, but the second, I think it was their second record, um I think it's Blood and Fire Bring Rest. I remember that record changing my life a little bit. There were so many songs in there that like I I felt like viscerally in my soul. Um, Funny story, I don't know if this is what you're asking, but I remember before I got into bands, we went and saw Zayo at this really big fest in Illinois one time, and I was so, (laughs) I was a young kid, so bear with me here, but I made this big sign, like this big cheesy sign that was like, I think it said like, come visit my tent, Zayo, and rest will find you here or something really cheesy like that, and um, I ended up meeting some of the band and you know show them the sign and you know they, they did the cool cool thing that's awesome years later uh a5a got a tour with a band called gods that jesse from zayo played drums in as well and um i brought that story up and he was he was telling me man that was so cheesy and he gave me a really hard time about it and i just i, I think that's so funny that he like remembered that and uh yeah we were all cheese balls at one point in time
0: cool so what what's your favorite place you've toured in
1: yeah, I've listened to a lot of your um, your podcasts, and I really enjoy them, and a lot of your guests say Japan, and although I really enjoyed Japan, I thought it was really neat, I'll, I'll pull an audible, and I'll say my favorite place to tour was Scandinavia. We spent uh, almost a week up in like the Norway, Sweden area, and it was so different, and the people were so cool and super blonde, and it was just picturesque their scenery and i thought that that was really cool and they had some interesting food too that we had never tried before and i just thought it was so different from you know what i knew in american south that uh, i really enjoyed the scandinavia tour that we did and we had a lot of fun shows up there but also japan was really cool too cool
0: uh i in uh so i went to norway like uh yeah. three weeks ago and mm. i ate a reindeer and it was pretty good did uh did you try That's awesome
1: I, you know, I don't think so. They were calling it a lot of like local names that I don't know. The the, the meal from there that I really remember, uh, year 10, maybe this is this one of my favorite meals when I was your age, but you ever had macaroni and cheese with hot dogs chopped up in it all mixed together? That was like a delicacy uh, when I was growing No? I've, I've
0: seen, I, I've like right seen it before, but I've never tried it.
1: Gotcha. I mean, it's not nutritious, but it's um, it's a, it's a staple when I was a kid growing up. But uh, they had something really similar to that. It was like this pasta, like hamburger helper thing that had chunks of like sausage in it. And it could have been reindeer. I don't know. It was really good. But I remember being really warm when it was really cold over there. And that was a, a good meal. But it could have been reindeer. I don't know. I would have tried it.
0: Yeah. Also, um, I'm not 11. I I No, no. I'm, I'm, I'm 11. I'm not 10. I said I'm not 11. Yeah, I'm 11. Yeah. Not 10. My bad. Yep.
1: I gotta it's- give you my fault. That's, it's a big deal. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. You're 11. My fault.
0: I'm only like one year. Um, <laughs> yeah. So what is your favorite type of food from another country?
1: I have this one locked and loaded. I think about this often for some reason. So we were on tour in London one time and we were looking for like a midnight craving kind of thing. Not like a sit down fancy meal. we were like hungry and we needed food like in the middle of the night. And we found this little like stand it wasn't even like a restaurant it was like a stand and they were selling something called donor kebab you've ever had a donor kebab no no it's like a it's like a gyro you ever had like a greek gyro mm-hmm. kind of like that so it was like a donor kebab that had this like mixture of lamb and beef on it and it was the biggest and it was so tasty and it was super cheap and it was buy one get one free and maybe that's what stuck in my head too that it was like cheaper than most but man, that meal was so good. It was like street food, donor kebab loved it would love to go back and eat it again. Um, but I thought of like the strangest thing I've ever eaten. Can I tell you that story? I thought that was kind of neat. We were in we were in Japan and you know we don't speak the language and nobody you know reads Japanese in, in my band at least. So the tour manager that was driving us around we were asking him, Hey, could we please have like uh like a really authentic sushi meal? We would love to do that while we're over here. And he was like, Yeah, we can make that happen. And so he took us to this place, this little hole in the wall, super authentic, kind of like um Japanese sushi. And they gave us a whole like platter of stuff. And so we try it all, and some of it was really gross and some of it was good. Um, the stuff I remember thinking was not very good was like sea urchin. It was like gritty and I didn't appreciate it. You know, if you love sea urchin, that you know, more power to you. But for me, I didn't Never. enjoy it. But there was right. one thing that we and it was so good. And you had the special sauce you dipped it in. And after we ate it all and it was all gone, we asked for more and he gave us some more. And I was like, what is this? And he said, it's raw horse. And I remember being like really like bummed that I was eating horse. And I was like, oh man, I'm so sorry. And But we've been driving around Japan for like a week now. I don't see like big horse farms everywhere. Where where are these horses? And they said they import it all from Texas, which I thought was even funnier. Texas? Like they get, it, they get it from Texas. So they import their horse from texas so that they can eat it in japan i thought it was really interesting
0: okay then that's kind (laughs) of so That's kind of funny because you're from uh were you did you live in tennessee during that
1: uh during so i was kind of homeless at that time probably i was like living out of the van so i would claim the chattanooga area but i think i still might have been like panama city centric at that time but um not in texas for sure
0: but yeah, you you weren't like super super far from Texas. Uh-huh. No. And, and then there were like horse uh horses from Texas in Japan, which is kind of like a taste foam kind of.
1: We flew out of Texas to get to Japan, so maybe the horse was on the same shipment. I don't know.
0: Maybe maybe they just like stuck it in the cabin.
1: Maybe packed it up and like I don't think they I doubt they flew over the whole horse. I bet they um processed it and then flew it over. Yeah could be i don't know it's a good question we should look into that
0: or maybe there's just like a horse what if there's a horse horse as a pilot (laughs) horse air yep nay air i guess
1: nay air winnie air
0: hello this is your captain speaking nay nay i don't know how to sound like a horse but i'm just gonna say that uh
1: that was pretty good That that sounded good
0: yep uh anyway what was your favorite tv show and movie when you were my age
1: when i was your age you're 11 um i don't know exactly how old i was when i was watching this but i think some of my favorite shows from back when i was younger i watched um this the show called saved by the bell you ever watched saved by the bell heard of it yeah it's like it's like high school kind of drama kind of thing it was super cheesy and they always like ended up at the end and they, they do that thing where they like power pose eighties at the end. I liked that a lot, especially the older, the older ones, like when they got in high school, not so much elementary, but I also liked um, Nickelodeon had this thing on at at night called Nick, like Saturday night, Nick. And they had the show called, are you afraid of the dark? I liked that a lot too. The storytelling of it It was like cheesy, like ghost stories for kids, but I, I thought it was really fun. Uh, My favorite movie. Um, I guess if I were like, my favorite, Stranded on a Desert Island, and I could only bring one movie. Probably either Dumb and Dumber or The Shawshank Redemption. Depends on how I'm feeling. Funny, Shawsh- er, funny Dumb and Dumber, more intense Shawshank Redemption, I think.
0: Cool. Well, if I was on an island, I don't think my first thought would be to um, bring a movie. That's
1: true. Probably bring water, like a radio or something, right?
0: Yeah. Well, I, I guess you got to be entertained somehow, so
1: you're going to be there a while i would imagine yeah
0: mm-hmm. what about you what's your favorite movie um uh my uh my brain's farting i know it uh crap
1: it's cuz i put you on the spot it's my fault
0: um what is it called um uh probably evil dead 2 maybe i All right. can't- I I watched it recently. It was no the new Evil Dead, not Evil Dead Two. The new one was very Evil Dead Rise. Have you seen it?
1: Uh, I think so, but I don't remember it like super intently. I I like the horror genre. Is that your favorite genre? Yeah. Okay. My um my wife does like monster movie makeup. She went to school for that. So like, have you ever seen that show Face Off where they like make the monster faces? Uh, She does that no it's pretty cool it's like a reality show where they like make monster faces out of prosthetics and stuff she does that in addition to many other things but that's what she went to school for it's kind of cool she's worked on a couple of like indie movie sets so she's got an imdb profile
0: oh okay so uh when you drink cereal milk before cereal or cereal before milk
1: yeah i don't want to hurt anybody's feelings here so i don't know what your stance on it is but in my humble opinion if you are putting milk in before the cereal you should be on some kind of watch list that seems really strange to me
0: yeah mom <laughs>
1: uh i, I don't know I'm, I'm a i don't eat a lot of cereal anyway but it's definitely cereal first milk second yes in my humble opinion. Yeah.
0: and you're crazy because you need soggy cereal so it takes all the flavor and then actually so the milk is good afterwards
1: yeah yeah i agree so, it's like second breakfast
0: exactly so um if you could tell your 11 year old self anything at all what would you tell him
1: i love these kinds of deep thoughtful questions um i would say i i would tell my 11 year old self to start investing in the stock market immediately um and then i would say i no i I, I remember watching, my I went to Hawaii one time and we were watching the Olympics on the TV and um, their big sport is surfing. And one of their like, you know, gold medal surfers came over and was getting interviewed by somebody on the TV. And he said something that always stuck with me. He said, I'm going to tell my children to be willing to live off of very little and be humble. And I remember thinking that's the recipe for success right there, right? Be, be willing to live off of very little be humble and I think you'll always be happy. So that's what I would tell them. I guess I'd also say, Jinko jeans were a really bad look, don't do that. Yeah. Uh,
0: well, anything to add before
1: we wrap it up? Yeah, Gabe, I wanna say thank you so much for allowing me to come on and chat with you. I've had a lot of fun. Um, I don't know when you plan on airing this episode, but uh, I, there's a couple of shows coming up that I'd, I'd love to plug. So Embraced has a show June 24th in Panama City, Florida um It's the Panhandle Throwback Fest. We're going to play with a lot of Panhandle-centric bands, Ambush and Taken for Granted, and um, some of the other bands that you know, have, have reunited for that show. Jump the Shark is going to be on that show, and then some up-and-comers like uh, Blind Tiger and Lil Purple Zombie um, are going to be playing that show. So that should be a lot of fun. And um A Five A has a show uh, in Birmingham, actually. So the people that put on Furnace Fest are doing a benefit bash. So we've got a show. There, are june 17th it, it'll be with darkest hour acacia strain um capra maylene and sons of disaster um holy gold and a bunch of other really great bands so if any of your listeners wanted to come up and say hey i'd love to chat with you um but uh, other than that i just wanted to say you know thank you for your time man this has been a lot of fun
0: thanks well uh Thanks, Brandon, for joining me today, and thanks to all of you for watching or listening. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel or follow me on Spotify and other streaming platforms. Until next week, bye!